comedy and current affairs podcast in a talk show style as always i'm joined by my colleague friend and co-host sporting panda how are you oh not too well today i'm afraid i've got a bit of a cold i've got an ear infection so i, I think this is the, the england come down to be honest with you uh, so i'm a bit nasally today as you can probably tell didn't get a lot of sleep last night well i haven't had a lot of sleep since sunday um and i promise you it wasn't my i wasn't one of those people with uh, flares up my backside in london or doing <laughs> it's just it's hit me hard i think the three weeks of the, the football festival you know the drinking the going out the socializing it's all just got on top of me and then to lose with the final spot kick uh, i've been in bed all week oh, watching man. diagnosis murder what's that <laughs> I wonder if anyone's yeah. seen that. It's an old TV program that used to be on at 2.15pm on BBC One, just after Neighbours, maybe 15 or 20 years ago. <laughs> it's it's a cop. It's, well, someone gets murdered and you have to, it's like you figure out who's done it, basically. And right. it's with Dick Van Dyke and Barry Van Dyke, who's, who who's Dick are, Van two, Dyke? are two Oscar-winning actors. World-class actors. I mean, if anyone's seen Diagnosis Murder, I mean, that will really please me. I'll tell you someone who might like it. I'm just thinking of Chrissy Harris. Chrissy, Chrissy, <laughs> Chrissy Harris. What's the, the, the two <laughs> So he, he watched that me the other day and he went, have you seen The Size of Willian? <laughs> Which was going to be one of... So, so you know how we had those Amazon stories a couple episodes ago? I think we should do those and um, yeah. do like stories of the week. And one of mine yeah. was going to be um, the absolute size <laughs> of uh, Willian. Did you see him? Well, Arteta gave this guy two hundred thousand pounds a week. <laughs> I mean, that's your manager, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's it's actually it's probably, so poor. It, do, do you know? It's, I've seen you know, be quite critical of the uh, recruitment at Arsenal. I have. Well, so I think what's happened is we had some really bad recruitment, um, where there was one transfer window where we spent a hundred million pounds on Mustafi, um, Mustafi, Lucas Perez, and Granit Xhaka. And only one of those players has basically almost repaid what we paid for him. And we might lose him for, for basically nothing this summer in Granite Xhaka. But that was a combination of Sven, Raul... No, that was that was actually Gazidis, Wenger and the Stats DNA team. And then we moved on to, you know, Sven, Raul, uh, Husfami, all these guys and Edu. Um, who were just using the super agent connections to, you know, broker deals for Pepe, um, et cetera, et cetera. And some of those, some of those uh, deals were kind of reasonably priced, low risk, high reward type signings, you know, Martinelli, uh, Bird Leno, Tierney, et cetera. So some of them have come, it's kind of on average gotten better. Um, the William one, it's just Eddie all over, isn't it? Like I saw a, a, uh, an, ins- I'm, I'm not absolving Arteta completely, by the way, but I saw an Instagram story of him with, with Raul in uh, God knows where celebrating uh, Kira Jarapian's, um birthday. So I'm shit scared that this summer it's going to be Eddie just calling the super agents up again and being like, who have you got for me? So um, mm, yeah, it's a game of relationships and connections, is, isn't it? Isn't it? That and, that's, and that's how life works. But realistically, like those relationships don't have to be with those <laughs> those those blokes who basically say okay like this time we'll help you get nicola pepe mm, but mm, you know mm. what when i have to get willian off my books or when i have to get you know x off my books you need to help me out yeah so something interesting's happening at az alkmaar because mm. i think mino is gutting them i thought look i might not be 100 percent accurate on this because i haven't checked it in the last week but i think Raiola 
has Calvin Stengs under him. Yeah, and he's he does. moved him onto Nice. I think he's got Boadu on him, and he's moving he does, him yeah. to Monaco. Oh, he's got Daniel Marlin as well. Marlin is PSV though. Yep, and he's yeah, moving yeah, yeah. him onto Dortmund. Um, and I'm just trying to think who else in that. They're losing probably Coop Miners, uh, but I don't think that's the Royola client. No, and they're also losing the left back Owen Vishnadel. Owen Vishnadel, yeah, yeah. I think he's pushing him to Ajax. And then Mino Raiola has brought in Pavlidis from Willem too. Yeah. Uh, he's moved him to AZ to, I guess, replace the wing forwards. They've still got Jesper Carlsen there. So it is interesting how the agents can monopolise these kind of mid-tier clubs across the continent and place players there and sort of move them up the ladder. Yeah, and it's that ladder system, isn't it, that really makes them a lot of money? Because if you get them to Dortmund and take a well, the thing, whatever commission, and then move them on to a big fee to Barcelona, you get a big commission. Yeah, and and I I think I think you can sell that to footballers because you don't always want to end up like the Wolf always tells me. Now you've got final destination (laughs) clubs. (laughs) Most things that come out of mouth are accredited to him, but he said like it's common sense. And I didn't know it anyway, but it took, it, I didn't use the term final destination clubs. And sometimes, you know, if you're Memphis Depay, you look at that back in the day. This is my own take on this, though. But he ended up at Manchester United, probably too young and too, you know, too naive. Um, yeah. And he wasn't ready for that final destination club. And then by the time he's gone to Leon, matured and learned his game, he's now ready for that final destination club. So it yeah. doesn't always suit to jump to a, a final destination club at 18, 19, 20. So yeah. what Rola's doing with Boadu probably makes some sense, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know, three years speak- at Monaco, and then get the massive commission and big hefty fee. That's yeah. why Haaland. I mean, he's made a killing. Why move <sighs> Haaland to Man City from Salzburg when you can go via Dortmund? Yeah, and he can control that whole process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and his relationship with Dortmund is great. Agreed. He's just so, off some, the sometimes it works for a club like Dortmund, but you know, as I mentioned, for a club like Arsenal, is is if the players you're getting are, are Willian, it doesn't really. That's, but honestly, that's the issue. The size of him, I couldn't believe it. I think Stu, Stu McDonald messaged uh, me saying, "Like that's what I would look like if I put a if I put a top on, like a, a, an Arsenal top on." <laughs> Chris Harris as well said, it, he, "What he said Harris. to me, he was like Chrissy Harris said to me." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chrissy Harris, he said, yeah. I, f- I can finally say I've got the physique of a footballer or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet he did. Oh, oh but that's terrible. I mean, speaking of Memphis Depay, yeah. he's obviously at Barcelona. He's kind yeah. of he's kind of forced this weird domino effect, hasn't he? Um, well, him and the other players that they've signed. But mm. they're in a they're in a big, big bit of trouble, aren't they, in terms of their wage bill? They've got a wage bill which is ridiculously higher than the La Liga max, isn't it? And they've got to be... They, they have to shift players, pay players off, etc. We're seeing Griezmann go back to Atletico Madrid with 50 mm. million euros for Saul, who, mm, mm. Um, you know, both in terms of the value of those players, you'd think Griezmann's probably a bit more valuable, but to add 50 million euros onto that, it's quite damning, isn't it? And So, uh, so Griezmann walks back in there, you think, and takes penalties? I've got no idea. I've got no idea. I was I mean, thinking about the football index days. Oh, yeah, you were. You've <laughs> you got know, the, joy, the joy of the analysis of what <laughs> happened. Because they've, I'll tell you who I thought was player of the tournament in the Copper um, was Rodrigo de Paul. And they've, oh, they've signed him fantastic. as well, haven't they? Oh, my word. So they've he's, got Rodrigo de Paul, Antoine Griezmann, uh, Jao Felix is there, Correa, Suarez. So little, quite a few bodies there to fit in. I saw a good, I saw a good tweet um, from someone being like, how can... He, he's basically been... <laughs> From from everyone I know who who watches Serie A, he's been the best player outside the big, you know, three or four clubs. Yes. 
um, in in yeah, Italy yeah, for for yeah. quite a while now. Yeah, and yeah, how so. every Serie A club has just stood there idle and not not been able to take him on. Yeah, is, is pretty ridiculous. But I guess that's the Simeone pull, isn't it? Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, so look, so where, where are we? What have you been? What else has been going on this week? I tell you, a quick thing. I don't know if there's any housekeeping from last week. While I pull up a message, go on. Um, is there any? I was asking. I, I, I've got I've got one bit of housekeeping, and this... oh, it was a correction. Who corrected me on pressure? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Pressure pressure per square inch. That was quite impressive, wasn't it? What what was that? Can you give me the exact housekeeping? Oh, I, I forget who it was, but I used the term PSI, which is a, a measurement which measures the force in say tires, and I think I I got the acronym wrong. What is the? If you Google PSI, measure, you'll see measure of force. S-I. P-S-I. P-S-I. Huh. What does it stand for again? Remind pressure. Me. One sec. Pressure <laughs> per square inch. Pounds of pressure per square inch. Uh, pounds, pounds per square inch. Pounds per square inch. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I always yeah, get that wrong. P-S-I. P-S-I, that's it. P-S-I. Yeah, yeah. that's what you measure tyres. K-S-I is kilopound per square inch. Is it really? Yeah. And KSI is the YouTuber. Yes, he is the YouTuber. Who's, Logan Paul. Yeah, yeah, who's yeah, yeah, done extremely yeah. well for himself. I literally, when I was when I was a kid, I remember watching like such weird videos of him playing Call of Duty and FIFA, and it's so weird I, how he's now... I used to... I, I found that so... I heard him on the radio the other day, singing with Anne-Marie. Yeah, on yeah, Capital. yeah. Or Craig David might have been on the song. I can't remember. Yeah, Maybe Craig he's done David I think probably, he's done yeah. a few. Yeah, and um, I used to watch this guy play FIFA... And I used to find it quite humorous, some of his reactions, you know, when they scored and like he's over the top, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, over the top celebrations. And they're like, he's now full on box office and he's got, like, <laughs> an album out. And how has that happened? That's mental, it's fucking it? mental, isn't it? Like, yeah. it is It is weird. I was like, um, do you know Wes Nelson, who used to be on Love Island? Yeah, I do. So, yeah. so that he's a well, I don't know now. him, but I know of him. Don't know, you don't know him personally, but he's, no, he's a singer now, and he's he's had two big big singles, I think. And is he still was, dating Arabella Chi? I don't know. I think that's her name. She must she's be very tall. She must be tall. Glamorous lady. Yeah, she yeah, she's yeah. got Leggy, a gap in her Leggy front. Blonde. She's got a gap in her front too. Yeah, but that's maybe she'll like, never get that fixed because it's you know she's that's her that's her thing, isn't it? As a model, the gap. Yeah. yeah, the gap, the gap, like beauty, beauty mark. But um, um, look, listen, we've got we've, so one on, other thing on, I was going to say to you, a uh, guy reached out to me, um, <laughs> I don't know if he wants his name released, but he was like, was your ACA camp in North Wales called <laughs> Kerun, C-A-E-R-R-H-Y-N-E? Not sure how to spell the second word. Um, and by any chance, did you have the chef, everyone called the Vag? <laughs> And uh, and yes, indeed, it was. It, that was the same pl- camp I went to, the hellhole of a camp, to study my case study, oh exam number God. 15. And so I picked up the phone, had a good conversation with him. What a nice chap. Uh, I don't know if he wants much more releasing about that. So if I'll get back to you and I can release more information about him next week. But yes, yeah, so I met a guy who went to the same terror camp as I did to study the ACA in North Wales, <laughs> in the most remote part with a chef called The Badge. So that's quite interesting. <laughs> show you, doesn't it, the reach of this podcast. You had some... Uh, I never would have dreamt. We had some tweets about the, the shark app as well and people saying they've lost themselves for hours in there. Yeah, you do. You do. Just follow these shark. The, the biggest danger on that app is obviously not to not to follow a dead app and a dead shark. Um, and also, talk about ter- talk <laughs> the about biggest terror. danger. Talk about one other 
random side note how my brain works um have you heard of white room torture white room torture mm. no i'm mm. presuming it's this something is, quite nasty this is one of the most feared torture methods in the world they don't use this at the camp in north wales i should add but thanks thank god the vag giving you the vag giving you white, white, room white room torture he was too busy leaking all over me for yorkshire puddings but white room torture is a type of psychological torture that includes extreme sensory deprivation and isolation essentially wow. you put someone in a room and everything is white you don't oh, let them god. see any color Oh man. And it's one of the it basically, it's mainly practiced in Iran and um you wouldn't think it but over days it's proven to turn you completely mad and hallucinate really? because your brain can't cope with oh just seeing God. white. Seeing white for an extended period of time is a very powerful um, wow. torture method which I didn't know because you wouldn't think it sounded that bad just being in a white room but it does uh, one of them, yeah, I think it's banned in some parts of the world. And the other thing, actually, talking about torture, this is really random. There's a place where you pay to go and be tortured. It's called the World Scary. What? Tor- yep. It's, and I don't know if you wanted to go with me. It's the world. Oh, right. You know, I was going to do a trip with you from South Africa. We can't now because of the trouble there. All the way through to Eastern Russia. We were yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the longest. Or we were going to go from Alaska down to Argentina. Alaska. Um, <laughs> We were going to do two of the longest road trips on road known to man. But instead, I found this place for us. It's the world's scariest haunted house. You pay to be tortured. There's a waiting list of 24,000 people. Oh, my God. What a business idea. Yeah, nobody has ever completed it. And what does that mean? Completed Well, so... The world's scariest haunted house experience puts its guests through a psychological nightmare, shaving their heads, pulling their teeth out, and even allegedly waterboarding them. Pulling their teeth out? <laughs> yeah, People pay! <laughs> like, do, do you know how, right. I, mate, I hope our dentist friends are watching this, or listening to this, because that is absurd. I tell you what, if FI Dentist wants to team up with us, it's called McCammy Manor, and it's run by Russ McCammy in San Diego. And oh um, every day, participants are bound, slapped, and compelled to eat their own vomit. Oh my god! <laughs> a guest suffered a heart attack and died there. The special effects, animatronics, actors, live animals, um, and no who are the, who are the who are the legal people that work for this company <laughs> that like figure out what is legal? Can can you imagine like if you were the owner of this consortium that that runs this business, right? And you were like, look, what we want to do is we want to bash nails through these people's hands right and we want to get them sitting on splintered benches we want to waterboard them can we legally do that and imagine being the lawyer being like okay let me write that down so you want to put spikes through hands you want to get them sitting on splintered benches you want to you want to you want to get them (laughs) swimming with piranhas what else do you want to do no so it says here guests it's so bad guests are required to have a mental and physical evaluation before they enter and you've also got to sign disclosure like you cannot sue them for any <laughs> I can't believe that. That's ridiculous. I don't know how that's legal. Some like, of the pictures here. If FI lawyer is listening, like, can you? What's it called? Let me just have a look. They beg for the experience to stop. <laughs> Google, Google um, the world's scariest haunted house. <laughs> this is so weird. Uh, so it's called. McCammy Manor. Yeah, McCanny McCanny Manor. I think you win a prize if you make it. Twenty through. grand if you if you make it through. Google you must be you must be twenty one years old. Mm. A forty page wager. Yeah, waiver. Sorry. Yes. Oh. They will abuse you. Oh, what the fuck? 
If you look at the Sun article. Oh my god. This is so weird. This is horrible. I'd never do that for 20 grand. Oh my god! Have you looked at the Sun article? They're tied up and terrorised by actors and live animals such as spiders and rats. They're covered in blood. Yeah, they're covered in blood. They're beaten. Oh my god, this this bloke's just in a fridge. Yeah. They'll do anything. Oh no, this bloke's just in a fucking. He's tied up and there's snakes all over him. Oh that, my that's god, that's tame, I think, compared to what, what I've heard they do to you. I, I'm just, oh, well, this could be a little oh, road no. trip for us. I'm not doing that, mate. I'm sorry. Do you not do that with me? Um, like, no, <laughs> I, I wouldn't take a beating. I have my fingernails pulled out. No, there's a line too. Far. There's a line, but like, even the thought of like rats all over me is horrible. I wouldn't want to do that, mate. I'm sorry, yeah, especially paying for it as well. But yeah, some people, paying to get fucking beaten within this, an inch of my life. I don't think this is slander. You know, a lot of politicians are quite into BDSM. Do you know what yeah, BDSM yeah, yeah, stands yeah. for? Um, I don't know what the BD stands for, to be fair now. I'm well, it's, it's, I know what it is. I don't know what bondage, it stands for. Bondage and sadomasochism. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's like, have you ever watched... Um, have uh, have you ever watched Billions? No, I haven't, no. So in that, the attorney general, who is yep. the guy that is going up against the the head honcho wall street fund manager guy who is kind of you know he, he basically works in the gray that's oh. that's the that's the that's that's his thing he works in the gray he does anything he can to get an edge over the other hedge funds right right and this the attorney general is all over him like a rash like he wants him to he wants to get him you know arrested all, the, all that jazz and he like he works really hard and then every now and then he goes and sees this woman who just ties him up gags him and just beats him within a you know slaps him in in you know places that you, don't, you like can't really take much house. pain no yeah. it's not really the same because oh, this is like lights thrill. on a sexual thrill he, this is right. like the only way it's one of the right. only ways he can climax basically. i've got a good game okay and i don't know if you're willing to play it i can because i've got good lawyers can we name three people who we think could be massively into this are we allowed to do that from a legal standpoint oh, I th- I allegedly think so. i think we could so. say allegedly I, thi- I I allegedly think, think amongst the community who it could be. Oh, among the FI community. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. I reckon it's going to be, you know, someone like a Ryan Pierce, like you know, normally shy, shy, quiet true. boy. Yeah, likes likes his nerdy quiet video games. Boy. But yes, apps like um... in, in the bedroom, he lo- he absolutely loves getting like pounded, pounded because... with a with a wooden paddle. Yeah, because Stu's too obvious, isn't it? <laughs> Even <laughs> she's way too obvious. I mean, sure, but she, uh... you go down one flight of stairs and you open up the, the sort of padded cell. I mean, that would all be too far, far too obvious what he gets up to in that place. It gives me the willies, so it wouldn't be him. But yeah, maybe. Someone, yeah, I just, I mean, I can't even, I dare say freedom. I reckon the Kaiser. Then you think, Kev, Kev, I reckon he loves, he loves someone dressing up in like a, like a full Jordan Pickford kit and like oiling up the, (laughs) oiling up the goalkeeper gloves and just rubbing his bald head. That's what he loves. A pair who could, imagine them together doing it to each other. Imagine, right? Just picture this, right? Picture this, two men in a room ready just for full onslaught. Cheese right and grillis. <laughs> I reckon, I reckon, I reckon cheese right would <laughs> halfway through be like, I'm not sure that wooden yeah. paddle you're using is, is fully recyclable. 
Relish. I can't. I can't morally go ahead with this. Chrissy Harris on all fours. <laughs> Chrissy Harris with a Willie and Arsenal top on all fours. <laughs> with a Willie and Arsenal top over that belly. No, no, we've gone, <laughs> gone way too far. Way too far. One of the really quickly, really quickly. Go on, go on. Talk about cons. A guy who pulled off a con here. Really interesting story. Emmanuel Nwudu pulled off a con larger than football index. It's no way. Sold an airport to a Brazilian bank. For $242 million. Oh, and it never yeah. existed. The airport didn't exist. I Have saw that. I saw story. that. Yeah, That's an amazing that. story. There was right. another story that I wanted to, to quickly... So there's... So again, I'm not. I'm no politician, but there's going to be a 3 billion sugar and salt tax, um, apparently, reportedly, to uh, to improve the UK's diet. Right. Yeah, but we, we didn't we... Know, and they're, they're going to cut advertising of sugar products. Yeah. After, they're not going to release them before the watershed for children. Yeah, there's going to be... Um, years, we saw that, didn't we? Because we encouraged big, someone to be a personal trainer. Big levies on, um, yeah, sh- mm. sugar and salt, which is, uh, <laughs> yeah, which is which is pretty big news, isn't well, it? It doesn't like, make sense to me, really, if, if I'm really being honest, why why some drugs like marijuana are, are illegal and others, you know, well, like, like alcohol. sugar, alcohol, cigarettes... I, I personally, I mean, I read about it, and I think it's obviously it's all tax related from the very early days of governments and um, regulations. I've personally had way worse experiences with alcohol than any recreational drug ever. Mm. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, alcohol is it really does kill people mm. Mm. slowly. It's a, yeah, yeah it's, it's great fun though. Great fun. Um, I've got one bit of housekeeping left. I um, And this is from my good friend Zoe, who I went to school with, who's half Croatian. She was quite angry at this. She actually listened to the podcast, which is quite funny. Out of the blue, she just messaged me. Um, and this was her response. So, um, a bit doubtful about your views that England was a better team in the World Cup uh, semi-final. And uh, appreciate you saying two million as a population just to make it look like we have a really dense pool of talent in Croatia you know but it is four million but I guess it makes us look more you know that that talent is really concentrated really nice really nice really so nice what, what, so the main so, so the main, so, so the main crux of it so her main crux she, of it is she says Croatia were not the the inferior team in the semi-finals in the World Cup and which is uh, I guess subjective housekeeping but the objective housekeeping like your PSI muck up was that Croatia has a population of 4 million not 2 million mm. Mm. so that's straight from the horse's mouth mm. from a Croat herself good how can I how can I deny that no you can't so I there can't. is good there good I can't right before we talk about the Euros we need to remind you that this podcast is supported by Manscaped who are the best in men's below the waist grooming Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide join the movement for your below the waist grooming needs get 20% off plus free delivery with the code panda at manscaped.com I actually used it um was it yesterday or the day before? I do. Think it does have some some kick to it. I, I will. I will say. And uh, but what I, what I will say, the the inbuilt torch on that is so fucking helpful. It's brilliant. Um, but I did I did feel very like you know when you're you're quite freshly shaven down there and you feel quite not sensitive but you're like wow there's you know you, you do feel a bit you know a bit more vulnerable. So I got I got the old uh, ball deodorant. I just slapped it all over there. Made me feel a little bit less uh, vulnerable, like a protective layer. Of, Just gave uh, you a bit of a, a sheen, or like yeah, a sheen. yeah, 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 like a protective be, glaze, protective basically. Glaze. You know how you glaze a turkey? Yes. Yeah, basically yes, like base, that, but yeah, for my bollocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Very right, good. Euros. 
Oh, Euros. We've got. We haven't even talked about the Euros. No, no, we, we've on. got. No, that's their next job. Uh, Irish. Uh, sorry, Frank the Tank. Um, he sent me a photo here. Um, he said, "Let's let's clean myself up." And he's actually. I want to see the finishing results. So anyway, let me. Uh, he's you know he's bought a oh, he bought a manscaped product. Did he actually he sent me a photo of his little yeah his little spindly chicken legs? He sent me. A photo. <laughs> um, I shouldn't say that. He's he's just standing there basically ready to go in action. So. Uh, We'll see how he looks after it, but good, good on you, Frank. I'm looking forward to seeing the results. Right, England. I tell you, I'm still not over it, as you say. Got an earache, got yeah, cold, let down from the weekend. I don't know where to start with this, really. Um, do you want to go first with your takes, or shall I? It's up to you. Well, sh- give me, give me the results of the actual of our predictions first, and then I'll give you some. Oh, and then we'll talk about our takes. Jeez, I actually haven't added them up. So I was losing by. It was it was nine to it was nine versus seven. Yep. And then uh, I had Italy, and you had Spain, which means... And I felt really unjustified. There. Yeah. That game really pissed me off. I thought Spain, yes, they were a little bit more tired, but they lost the game in 120 minutes. I think they yeah. were the better team. They were. Thiago come on and kept releasing the pressure in extra time. I've said that online quite a few times, 64% pass rate. Just just the Italians were loving it every time it was hoofed out of play or to their keeper. So, yeah, you had Italy. I had Spain. I felt, I felt Enrique made the right tactical choices. So yeah, was really that good. was nine versus eight. Yeah. And then we both had England-Denmark, and we both had them going behind and England coming back to win. Yeah. So we, got a so we both had two on there. So we had yep. a correct score. So that's, that's two still, points each. So that's, that's 11-10. 11-10. Yeah. Um, and then the final... Oh shit! I had Italy and you had England. So does that make it? 11, does that make 11. it eleven all? So we'll have to continue this or go through a tiebreaker challenge. Next and week. do I do I get an extra point for predicting the exact minute Italy would score? No, because that wasn't in the rules. But it is impressive nonetheless. Pretty impressive. It is very very impressive. But I did say it just shit house a goal in like the sixty seventh minute, and then they'd go on to win. But like I I thought that would be like the one nil, and then they just hold on. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, I let mean, me give you. Let me give. Oh, go, go on. Go on. on. Give, so, me, so give me your takes from the game. Give, right. me, give me your takes I'm from the game. I'm so keen to know whether you agree with these or not. So, what I've been most let down by and pissed off about is that the media are slowly coming out with the narrative until we find a player like Xavi, Pirlo, Verratti. You know, we're not going to be able to control the game. And Frank Lampard spoke after around as a midfielder, you you need time with the ball to get your legs back and get energy reserves back. Um, and, you know, as long as I've been an England fan, I've been just so tired of hearing that when we go to major tournaments, we don't possess the ball enough. And it's just an exhausting argument. And or we, we just seem to be lacking this country and understanding of those players. I mean, when I look back at Michael Carrick, he was a really good tempo setter and he played hardly any key games for England. And the reason is, is because we don't appreciate that type of football, in my opinion. Mm. Michael Carrick, we used to all say, not me, but most people, he doesn't score enough. He needs to get forward what and get more goals and assists in his game. What does he do? And, then, you know, we appreciate defending backs against the wall. John Terry, um, well, Butcher, I forgot his uh, first name. But, you know, we, we, love, we love our defenders. We love our final third players and our strikers. But we seem to want all action midfielders. And if you're not rolling your sleeves up and getting stuck in, you're not doing enough. We just seem to really miss and lack an understanding of what good midfielders do. And that was the first good midfield we come up against, similar to the Croat midfield we spoke about, Rakitic, Modric, uh, Brozovic, potentially, yep. from three years ago. Obviously, this was Jorginho, Verratti, and uh, Barella. I think Verratti and, 
taught us a footballing lesson. Didn't and you? once in the first 25 minutes, I was really blown away with England. Best 25 minutes from England I've seen since yeah. 2001. So credit there where it's due. But it took so much out of Declan Rice and Mason Mount, those first 20, 25 minutes. They had nothing left. And England, just once the Italians got a grip of the game in the midfield, they there was no way back for us. And it didn't matter what substitutions we made. We'd been beat. And they just suffocated us and strangled us. And they deserve to win the Euros. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I don't feel too upset because the better team over 120 minutes won that game, in my opinion. Yeah. And, what, and once you once you get to penalties uh, on the State of Play podcast, um, talking about it, uh, Donnarumma has a thirty three percent save rate mm. in penalties. Mm. He's unbeaten in five penalty shootouts, um, so it was always going to be against us, especially when you go second, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a disadvantage there. Yeah, yeah. And the, what I'm struggling with, and I, and I do think Southgate has done a par job. I know you said he needed to win it. I think getting to the final, taking care of Ukraine like he did, you know, there's some tricky ties that he navigated quite nicely and beautifully. Mm. But I think the moment was to, and this is where you're on, I'm looking forward to seeing what you say. I think the final was probably just a touch too big for him. But then again, I mean, who can he really bring on to wrestle control back of that game? All of our players are specialist final third players. Do any of them address the balance and get a grip on the game and help us out. So I, I remember saying it on the group chat, like this is one of the hardest substitutions I can remember. I wouldn't have known who to really brought on to address it. You know, I just don't know if we've got the midfielders or the personnel in this country, you know, to, 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 to cope with that. I mean, let's not, let's not beat ourselves up too much in a way. I mean, Italy haven't lost in three years. This is a very good Italian side. And yeah. I was saying it in the first 20 minutes, like, this like forget the excuses for England to be doing this for twenty minutes is so impressive yeah. because this is a good Italian side and we're beating them quite badly here. Um, and when you don't take advantage <sighs> of those, I, I think it wasn't even us creating chances, but like not like the territory and the possession and the positioning we got in those first twenty five mm. minutes or so to not create bigger chances was a disgrace. I think was there that stat that Harry Kane didn't have a touch in the box? I think well, it's Harry just... Kane. I don't think had a shot on target over one hundred and twenty minutes. Which, you know, question marks have to be answered there. I mean, yeah. I mean, another another final for him? To yeah, yeah, another final, just, which the League Cup, awful. the Champions League final. Um, has he got that Spurs DNA in him? I think that's probably a touch harsh, but... A bit touched, uh, a bit harsh, a bit uh, harsh. But that's the fact of the matter. Um, but know, like, th- th- okay, so... so, out so there, right? That what, annoy me, Fig. Like, che- Robert Cheese, right? Go on. He's in the group sometimes with us, and he's like, look, games ebb and flow, <laughs> Southgate, who'd have thought Southgate knows more because, you know you know, he's, he's manager of England. And you can go down that path of always just saying managers know more than us. They never make yeah. mistakes. I'm always going to rely on them. But that isn't always, you know, the, there has to be some form of critique or opinion allowed. I'm of not course. saying every every opinion from fans is right. But, you know, it was clear that game wasn't just ebbing and flowing. The pitch was on tilt. And I think what people... Uh, oh, I was having a chat with Kev this week and he's very knowledgeable about football, as you know. And he was saying to me, when you think about keep possessing the football, it's not just triangles, structures, um, movement in possession. It's how quick you can win it back. Yeah. And that's why the Italians were doing so well. They weren't just keeping the ball well. They were winning it back so quickly from us, weren't they? Mm. There's two ways to kind of control a game, and they were just winning it back so quickly in that second half. And um, I forget where I was going with that. But I'd say, it, oh, no, that's what I was going to say. It was obvious that... The, the, we were, yeah, the, they needed substitutions we made earlier, in my opinion. It was very cowardice yeah. when you're at home 
you've got a golden opportunity to win the Euros. Um, Did you agree with um, Declan Rice coming off? Well, I think he was absolutely shagged out. I mean, I was watching him. I think he was knackered. I'd have loved him to stay on, but I don't think he had it in him. Mm. He put so much into the game. And what did you make of Henderson when he came on? Um, he done what he did against Croatia. Yeah, they literally exactly what literally, he did against Croatia. Literally I'm, got the I'm ball, fed, hoofed I'm, it out. Yeah, I'm fed up of it. I just, just, he just hit, players like him need to be out of the squad. And I think, <sighs> I, I mean, I look at the, the, the season that Will Prowse had, right? Looked mm. pretty decent in the friendlies for England. I'm not saying he's a better player, but would he have been? Do you think he would have been a more useful asset for England in this tournament? Probably. Because yeah, he's, he's played in the 6 and the 8 for Southampton this season. Mm. Best, maybe best take piece taker in the world, probably. Mm. Like, mm. I think, considering how dangerous we were from set pieces, I think it could have been quite useful to have him in the squad. So, well, I think so. I, f- I find that quite strange. And I think, yeah, I mean... Would you give us par? I mean, I know you're critical. Would you say par? But, like, this is the first team that are better on, us paper, on paper that we faced since... Yeah arguably Croatia. I mean, I think we're being very kind to Croatia then, considering, you know, a defense, a central defense of uh, Vida and Lovren at the time, right? Mm. This is the first team we've played. I um, think this was a on... far better England team three years ago, though, to be fair. Th- this this is a far better team than England. Uh, yeah, than like, like, oh, 100%. 100%, 100%, 100% yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't... <sighs> sure, but we still had... We still had Kane, Sterling, we still had... Oh, it wasn't a great team. Like, that was the first time Southgate got his hands on the squad. Yeah. So to go out to a decent Croatian team in the semis, I don't think is awful. There's something to be said about the history of football and the pressure on the England squad shoulders. So a semi in his first go-round, I, I think that's okay. Yeah. But you're yeah. right. But, but the run, the run, the run we get there, like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. you can't lose any of those games, right? Can you? No, probably maybe Colombia. We, 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 we lost to Iceland. I mean, yeah, but look, but, but but in that McLaren game we played. Gets... You, you've posted it yourself. We played. Who did we play? Deli Ali and Wayne Rooney in central midfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah Come on, yeah. like and Harry this, Kane on corners. I you, the level of expectation here is directly correlated, not directly maybe, but correlated to the talent you have available. And mm. um, when you've got Jack Grealish, Jaden Sancho, uh, mm. Rashford. You might say we not might not have the depth in midfield, but we do have mm. Phil Foden, we do have Jude Bellingham, we have Jordan Henders, Champions League winner apparently, captain of Liverpool. Um, you know, T- Tyrone Mings centre back as a, as a as an adequate replacement for Harry Maguire as we saw the right back depth, the left back depth. Ben Chilwell didn't get a minute. Champions League winner was one of the best players in the Champions League final. Like, it's fascinating. It is. I, you know, I, I can really see both sides of this. Because, um, because I, I think when you, because like the pressure will be on at the Euro, uh, at the World Cup now, like we are going to be one of the favourites of the tournament. Th- I, think, I think third favourites in the betting. So I checked the odds when they came out. I think Brazil, France, Brazil, Brazil, France, France it, yeah, and then, Italy, but, but, Italy will but, but be the, around there. Portugal but the teams, will still be there. the teams go to tw- there's twelve teams there that are all about under 12 or 13 to 1 there's yeah. 12 competitive teams I mean the Netherlands will have Van Dijk but obviously you never know with injuries but Italy will be there Germany under Argentina injury. with the Copa Netherlands Argentina now with a tournament under their belt they won the Copa America so look it's going to be f- I think that's what upsets me I- I'm really trying to draw a line under the Euros and find what my final take home message is but I still haven't quite deciphered it mm. I- I'm not sure whether to land on the side of the coin by saying they took a step further than than the World Cup, and this is a team growing. 
like a Sam Friedman or maybe a, a cheese right take, or whether to be the other side of the coin. And but say, I think it's very black and white to just look at. Oh, I do. We, no, we, I do. We got I, to, I we got to the yeah, semis and then we got to the final. That equals I progress. Do. I do. I, but I, also, hate that. I thought it was a bad take. Yeah, but I'm not saying that. I no, I know you're not. I know further. you're not. But I and just... I would say that's the black and white of it. But when I actually dig into it, I see a team that beat their arch rivals at home, Germany, who we know Germany aren't very good anymore, but that's still a no-case scalp. You know, at Wembley, maybe you could say to me, Adam, they should be beating them. But it is, beat... but come on, like a 20-year-old Kai Havertz is their best player. But they just smashed Portugal. In the group stage, would Kai Havertz start for England? Um, probably. Would he for who? Probably for Mason Mount. Would any of? Would no, any would of? Would, he wouldn't. <laughs> would any of? Would any of uh, their defenders start for England? Apart from Kimmich, who was playing right back, who's not really a right back. Uh, probably not. No. Mm. So, I just. I mean, I, no, I, I, but, but that is that's very simplistic to say England are better than Germany. They should have won. Like, I just think you have to give some credit for taking out the trash. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, beating absolutely. a team in a tournament when England had had a really bad group stage. Mentally, there was some pressure on that squad to go in, handle the game and yeah. win 2-0. I don't want to be revisionist and just no, say no, 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 that no. was an it easy was, win. Do you know it, what I mean? Was, it wasn't an easy win. It was, it was, we, we worked very hard for some, that win. some credit. Definitely deserves credit for that. But as we said, Ukraine, mm-hmm. biggest gimme you'll ever get in a tournament. And then Denmark just looked absolutely exhausted by it by the time it got to... Like Again, you know, Denmark it. were exhausted, but that was a decent... We, we, we built up the Danes and I said, you know, the Ukrainian match, we said, was always going to be a bit of a slaughter fest. But we said Denmark could won the XG in probably all of their games. They had a really good half against Belgium before De Bruyne had come on. That was a tough semi-final. When you've never reached a major final in 55 years, I don't care who you are, to jump over, the, to, to get over the hump, to get the monkey off the shoulder, whatever the phrase is, it takes a little bit of character to me. And I think there is character in this England squad and they do enjoy each other's company. And that's half the battle. Yeah. So I can I think see, he's built a great culture. I can see some strides being made. But then on the other hand, like I say to you, the other side of the coin is I'm, I'm lying there in bed each night and I'm thinking that was just <laughs> such a golden opportunity. And I just don't know if we gave it our best shot in the final. But then I'm confused because, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I actually probably will need to think about it for another week. I've now come around thinking of you, like you're, like you're telling me, Fig, like, They've got Harry Maguire was outstanding. Luke Shaw, Harry Maguire, Jordan Pickford, just outstanding in an England shirt. Yeah. Harry Kane, arguably the best striker in the tournament. The attacking like depth, Mason Mount, Grealish, Foden, Sancho couldn't get a kick. Saka, who's so exciting. You know, you've got that array of talent. That is a hugely talented international squad. Yeah. But how what we don't know is how bad is that midfield? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't know, will we, for three or four but years? But I, 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 I think Declan Rice is a top five CDM when you're, in a, deep, when you're in a deep though. block. When you're in a deep block. Yeah, but he's not going to be creating no, far, no, is no, he? No, 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 no. He's not going to be but, like Locatelli? No, absolutely not. Or, so you uh, need or him and Lo- See, we, we probably need somebody that can sit alongside Declan Rice that can create from deep. Yeah. Like a Paul Pogba, like a Locatelli, like... Um, like, like a, a really player. good version of Xhaka. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Declan Rice and Phillips. I mean, I thought Phillips was brilliant, but maybe the the, the profile of Phillips and Rice is just a little bit but too same. But doesn't Phillips uh, does that kind well, does of for, for the needs, doesn't he? Does, he? he does. I'm just working out where this went wrong for England. <laughs> I mean, our team was stacked. <laughs> Mason Mount, I thought, was a real letdown. But again, he, he does a lot off the ball that I probably, my my eyes don't know. And 
they don't give him the fortune of understanding what he did. I mean, mm. first 20 minutes, he pressed, he harried a lot, but I don't think he offered a lot of quality linking midfield. Mm. So, so I guess that is, is there any given your take for Southgate? Quick oh, one. Man. Bobby Go Martinez? On. Yeah, Bobby Martinez, I don't agree with one of the questions we got. Again, I... Someone called him a bald fraud, didn't they? I thought that was quite Yeah, mean. I think that's a silly take. I have to say, I'm still a big fan of his. I think that he, do you know, probably in the same bracket as Southgate, one more major tournament and we'll see what style of football they play. I think Martin is. Apparently, according to Sky Germany, sorry, Chelsea have offered uh, cash plus Callum Hudson-Odoi or Tammy Abraham for Haaland. Wow. Pretty news, isn't it? Maybe Matt one for Messi. next week. Yeah, that will be one for next week. Um, yeah, what was, what was your question? Bobby, Bobby Martinez, bald fraud. Yeah, sorry. So, Martin <laughs> and Southgate are in the same, probably the same carriage for me. They um, will have to see what they do next what? major tournament. I think Martinez had more excuses, though, because he had a half fit De Bruyne who yeah. played on that 10. None, and none two. Hazard, not no fair. Hazard. Lukaku was shattered. Back. Yeah, Vitzel coming back from a, a ruptured Achilles in a and a back time. three age. Yeah, for that, that wasn't right. Um, I think the England team was better than. Well, that's hard though, isn't it? Because when you got De Bruyne, Lukaku, it's interesting looking back to the Belgium Italy game. When I look back now, I think to myself, Belgium struggled with Italy, but they really did have the players, world class talent, to hurt them on the counter. If you think De Bruyne and Lukaku probably had about three to four chances each, yeah. we never had anyone of that ability. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. Interesting tournament though, wasn't it? Mm. Really interesting. Do you so I wanna so I've talked a lot here and I've kind of hogged it. What do you think about Southgate? Because sometimes you have to be cut through in this business. Would you get rid? Well, I don't know who we'd get rid for. I, no, I'd like no, to see true. a Graham Potter type profile who is gonna mm. play possession based football and try and instill a because you've you've already built the culture. I think he's done a really good yeah. job in in that respect from off the pitch, Southgate. Um but I, I now want to see more progressive football, which will, you know, that's going to get the best out of um, uh, Sancho Grealish and, and, and our and our best players, present and future. Um, you know, how, how can we get Harry Kane more chances? Um, mm. You know, how, how can you know? How, how can we build more attacks from the midfield like a big team? Because I, I think I said on the last podcast, right? I fear we'll get death by a thousand cuts from Italy. Mm. And kind of basically what happened, isn't it? Um, and then I went on to say we'd, they'd score in the 67th minute, which, which is exactly what happened as well. I mean, there aren't, I just, many, there aren't many teams that could do that to us, probably. I mean, oh, Spain seen, maybe as well. Let's pop the loo really quickly. I need to as well, but I mean, I'll, I'll just carry the, the show, to be honest with you. Okay, fine. I'll be back in a sec. Um, yeah, I think Southgate, the, the, I think what he's got going for him, luckily, is that he doesn't really have any competitors to to come in and really, you know, it's it's not like when England were vying for Capello and Mourinho, and then they went down this route of we want an English manager for the English manager for the English team, which I kind of agree with. I think there's always that um, affinity you have with uh, your national team, the pride that he must take in kind of being England manager. I do think that over the after the World Cup, I think we'll be in a better position to judge where the likes of um, Graham Potter and other uh, British managers or English managers in, in, in England are um, because there is not really that many of a new era but I do think that um, eventually England do need someone who is going to play more attacking exciting football that that does help you win tournaments because you don't get exhausted just defending like 
playing in a, in a really deep block with Declan Rice shielding that defence and, and just booting the ball out. That's one of the things I think like what we saw was whenever England did reclaim possession, as Panda said, just give it away. You know, we saw Carl Walker, Pickford, Harry Maguire, Jordan Hensage booting the ball up because they just were shattered. They needed a breather. This was the final. They wanted to get to um, extra time. I think when we did get to extra time, it was just about hanging on. And I think as soon as it got to penalties, I just thought, you look at Donnarumma in that goal and he is just so big. Like, he is just absolutely gog. Like, he's listed at like 6'4", I think, but... He's got to be 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six or whatever. Um, and I just, I really worried. And then I saw, I think Kane step up first. I didn't really like that. I wanted him to be later on in the pecking order. Um, and in terms of who took penalties, I just find it ridiculous that he had Sancho and Rashford come on with like 30 seconds right. to go. Um, I'm just talking about what who he chose for penalties, which I thought was I thought it was ridiculous. Well, that, that's that, the other thing we said. That, like, why did he bring him on to warm up for 15 minutes? It's crazy. It's crazy. And then I also think you look at like who I, I think I saw Sterling and Grealish get a lot of um, get a lot of slack. And I think with the Sterling one, fair play. Like he's taken penalties before. He's taken them in shootouts for City. Um, uh, Grealish hasn't really ever taken penalties in his career, but he has said, you know, I thrive under pressure. I want the spotlight. So fair enough. Yeah. I understand. I'll, I'll tell you something here. That one might... player that I thought was interesting oh, that didn't get mentioned, Luke Shaw. Yeah, he's taken basically every set piece for England, oh. and he's taken a shoot in the shootout for the Europa League final, which is a great penalty. Harry Maguire stepped up to take one. I thought he should have taken one as well. So Ben Littleton, I heard him on the radio talking um, before the final. <laughs> ben Littleton's a penalty expert, and he said no team is more prepared for penalties oh, than England in terms of their efficiency, in terms of how they've coached it. So at least they had a clear plan how they were going to attack penalties. But yeah. what I'm upset with is that... And now, so I do something as well. This is apologies to Chris Barker and the lads, but I would drop Jack Grealish in the next squad. I think that's disgraceful on Monday when he come out. He broke rank. You can't do that. I know you're precious and you're being hounded by these so-called TV pundits, but you cannot come out and throw other teammates and coaches under the bus. So he's now got to go from the squad, in my opinion. Do you really think I so? think it was awful. Yeah, as, a, as someone that obsesses over team sports, uh, morale, camaraderie, how the team interacts with each other, I just thought that was really poor to come out and break rank. I'm probably going a bit over the top of my reaction, but... Mm, I think you're slightly... But like Madison going to the casino, you know, he's never really got another look in again. And I just think Grealish... But well, hold on, like Foden and, Foden and Mason Greenwood took girls back to the hotel in Iceland. They got they? one game. I just think you've got to yeah, set... But, but, do, you think, do, you, do you think what he's done there is worse? Like, worse, his, but I just think it's bad being... to come out and... I just think very... Just don't break rank on the Monday. Like, just don't do that. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, yeah, fair play. Um... Saka for the final penalty, by the way, oh, a 19-year-old. Oh has there ever been... Jesus we've got a question about it, but is there, I can't envisage ever a player having more pressure on their shoulders as a ever. 19-year-old kid. Unbelievable. 55 Especially years, for, for someone who wasn't supposed to be in the yeah, squad. Yeah, and 55 years not winning a major tournament. Like, what's his penalty record? I've never seen a decision like that. He's, he's never taken a penalty for Arsenal. Oh, in his don't season, tell yeah. me that. Like, it's just, I can't believe it. it it's mental, isn't We it? handled that final like cow. I mean, you know what? Fair play to the kid to, to step up and take it. Like, massive did he have a choice? Well, yes, he did. Well, I mean, you can say no, can't you? I'd love but to. You, I'd love do, to do you know, know what? Do you know, do you know, do you know what I thought England missed, right? And I think this goes beyond Southgate slightly. Have you seen that video of Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo? Um, I think it's in the Nations League final yes, uh, penalty shootout yes, against Belgium, yes, yes. where I think he says to Jamatino is walking away, 
and he and uh, because I think they've just had the huddle, they've decided who wants to take one, and yeah. he's got the ball in his hands, and he goes, Jao, come here. You're good at taking penalties. Take one. And he's like, no, no, I don't want to take. It. He's like, no, no, take one. If we lose, we lose. Who cares? He's like, at yeah. least, you, at least you've got the bollocks to take one. And I think, yeah, but you're not going to get that from Harry Kane, are you? But you're not going to get that from Harry Kane. But where's, where's Jordan captain. Henderson? Yeah, well, that's what where's he's there Sarah for. Where's Harry Maguire? Where are they? Yeah, that's what he's yeah. there for to come on and clap his hands and bark orders. But he's he's a shit footballer, and I just I think he's an overrated leader. And when it comes down to it, that's when you know who, who real leaders of men are. And we don't have that Ronaldo character. We don't Harry have Maguire is going to. We be don't have that Chiellini captain uh, uh, yeah. character. Right? I, I, tell, I tell you what. We, did you I, see? Did you see when um, who missed their penalty? Was it Locatelli? Yeah. Was it Locatelli? First first person who puts his arm around him and says, "Look." Do you know what? I, 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 you can imagine exactly what he's saying. He's like, "Look, we'll win this for you." He's like, "Don't worry, yeah. you, you've yeah. got us. You've got us here." Mm, mm, mm. Donnarumma's going to save one for you. Yeah, lo and yep. behold, it happens. You see, the big difference between I know just before I went to the loo, you said Spain could have given us trouble in the midfield. Yep. They absolutely would have done. But I think why I would have edged past Spain is because they don't have the back three like Chiellini, Bonucci, and Donnarumma to fall back on. So we probably could have hurt them a bit more. Italy are a real tough team to play against. Yeah, yeah. So really, it's only Italy. We're on. Well, the thing is, I've said this so much. It sounds such a cliche. It's like this. There's a massive difference between getting to a final, being a runner-up, and winning it. You yeah. see that so much in tennis too, and I think people fall for it, thinking the runners-up, amazing, like brilliant. We got to that final, but I don't know. I think, as you said, that's a very black and white argument just to say well we keep making one step further one step further so just puts pressure on okay so i'm assuming you think we should win it next year then Sam yeah because because if we if it's we... not the case you have to analyze it based on the tournament run six games at home all that you know yeah because if we play if we play uh world cup we get out of the groups and we play brazil as our first uh mm. you know or colombia whatever and lose mm. we lose to a better team then what what am I going to say? I'm going to say like you know this is the second time that he's mm. or third time he's lost to a better team or second time that he's lost to a team that um, mm. are better mm. than us and we haven't been able to get over the hump. But anyway, um, right? Gambling? Did you do much? I think last week you talked about um, uh, to qualify markets, which probably would have helped quite a few listeners out who were looking yeah. Please, I've got a few comments back on that. So because obviously there was the two semi-finals and the final all went to extra time, and I know a few people that usually would have used match odds used the to qualify market. And the bet stayed alive in play. And the beauty of that market is that you can actually hedge out before penalties, at evens each, and not lose any stake. If or depending on what side you've backed, pretty much. So I, um, yeah. So England to qualify, one nil down um, against Denmark. I thought I thought was a good bet. Um, the other semi final actually had a small loss on Spain. As you know, I picked Spain and I fancied Spain all through that game. And that's a game where you, I was happy to read it in play, and. I thought Spain were the better team. They equalised and I hedged out half the stake, but I left half the stake running because I thought the odds, I thought there was just too much value to let that go. I thought they would create more chances um, through the last kind of 10 minutes and extra time. That's 40 minutes left there. But that disappointed me. Um, and I, I came off it just before penalties, uh, which was the minimal loss factor. And then the final, I was too emotional, so I didn't really get involved in that yeah. because England, Italy, I just couldn't keep. But just shows the beauty of the to qualify market and how you can trade that. Mm. Brilliant. Um, should we move on to questions before we yep, head off? Yeah, before we quickly okay. wrap up. Elliot, where does the season of Love Island rank amongst the previous seasons? Is Panda yeah, a viewer? I... Presume it's all over his TikTok. And Lucinda, how good of an actress is she? She's just there to secure the bag. And then FI Run, Fat Boy Run. If you was Lucinda from Love Island, would you have left with your partner Brad or stayed in for the Boohoo deals and chance to win 
the money might need some help translating this one pet have you watched it this season no not at all yes lucinda should have stayed like she's been there f- with this bloke for a week like he's fucking boring as well and oh. um and he's five years older than her she's 21 like let her stay and have fun and meet some other guys that might um might be interested in her and get some mm. uh, good boohoo deals if she stays long enough there we mm. go Screech Sensei, do you feel like you got a bit carried away after watching that Belgian documentary, Robert Martinez, The True Bold Fraud? fraud. Any more last words on that? No, that's a silly point. He's gone out in two major tournaments by one goal, so I'm not agreeing with that. No. Uh, Nature Boy. (coughs) Jesus, sorry, listeners. Last Sunday night aside, what's the most disappointed, upset a football match or other sporting moment has made you? It's easy for me. I think it's it's etched in my memory. 4th of February, 2008 when the uh, New England Patriots lost the undefeated season to the uh, to the New York Giants. No team has ever gone a whole season when we've had 16-game regular season um, and then won the Super Bowl. So it would have been 19-0 and they lost the Super Bowl and ended up 18-1. The Miami Dolphins were an undefeated team in the 70s or 80s, I think the 80s, um, but that was a shortened regular season. No team has done it in the modern era. So, that yeah, I was gutted, that, that Super Bowl. Mm. What do you think? Um... I mean, the semi-final against Croatia, I was arguably, arguably more hurt. Oh. Yeah. just think there's something about World Cup, which you can't, it's not, you know, I don't know. It's so different. Mm. Um, mm. And I think maybe something about being like in a fan park with all your friends, like the mm. the absolute exhilaration of seeing the Trippier free kick go in. And then, oh, yeah. you know, like, honestly, after the semi-final, after we lost that game, there was people just standing in the middle of like, you know, after like a fan park or like a screen, there's just loads mm. of beer cans on the floor. People just standing there looking to the heavens for like five minutes, just, look, just sitting down, like on their haunches, just sitting there. And whilst I was really upset by this, to lose on penalties, I think also dampens the emotions of it a little bit because you're like, mm. well, mm. you know, uh, especially how analytically people look at it at this point. Like as soon as we we went second, I was like, well, I know there's a 50% chance we win rather than a 70% chance or whatever, whatever the mm, stats are now. Mm, mm. Um, Champions League final Arsenal. Um, that was gutting. Mm. Um, I think the League Cup final against Birmingham as well was really gutting. And the reason I say that is because I had a nightmare the night, that night before that we, um, that we were going to lose that. And oh. so I woke up sweating, literally being like, oh, it was a dream. And then like went back to sleep and then woke up and I had a few, I had like about five, six, eight, seven mates over. I was quite young at this point, was it? Did Arsenal go one up in that final? No. Oh. No. Sol Campbell got sent off. Oh, it, oh, you're talking about the Champions League final. Yes, we Oh, sorry. Sol Campbell yeah. scored. Um, Lehman got sent off. That we, was it. But yeah. in the League Cup final, and then I had to relive it over again. So it was horrible. Ah, oh, um, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So those... Those three, I think, are the, the most painful ones. Also, I'll give another one again against fucking Birmingham when Eduardo broke his leg. Oh, we, yeah, yeah, We drew yeah. that game to do because if we'd won that game, I think we would have won the league, which uh, I remember just literally being like gutted after, absolutely gutted after that game. All right. Mm. Um, uh, tonic. Will PSG finally win the UEFA Champions League this season? Not for me, no, no. I've not, I've not been... T- don't like the signings? Po- Pochettino's a serial loser. Um, I don't Ramos, think... Hakimi. Hakimi's the best signing in... Okay, Wijnaldum. Yeah, Donnarumma. Yeah, the best two signings across the continent, I believe, this summer are Hakimi and Donnarumma. Yeah. So that's a massive boost. I'm still not convinced. That, I mean, Ramos breaks down, doesn't he, fairly frequently. Nowadays, um, yeah. I'm, I'm still not convinced about the balance, but they're going to go closer. 
I still think Man City are better, but okay. it's too early to call it yet. And Bayern will be. We haven't again. seen who City are going to sign. Yeah. We haven't, you know, so too early to call. Chris Barker, three Premier League players who will make the leap this season from good to excellent. Oh, that's fairly easy for me. Is it? you agree? I've got Smith Rowe. Okay. I've got Rafinha, St. Maximan, and Neto. Okay. Those four uh, will easily step up, I believe. I've got. Um, I've also got Smith Rowe. Mm. I've got uh, Ait Nuri at uh, Wolves, the left wing mm. back. Mm. And then I'll go for. I haven't really thought about this question that much. Mm. Good to excellent. It's so hard, isn't it? Just thinking mm. down the squads. Who else am I going to go for? I think Ollie Watkins. As well, yeah, I think he's capped. I don't think he can really. Ever become I, I really like him. I think he's got a ceiling. I think, I think he'll score quite a few goals next season. He did last year, though. I mean, how's he going to go from where he is to excellent? That's my. Let me question. let me see. How many goals did he score last season? Mm, let me know. He scored fourteen goals last season. So for him to be, I up, think he'll he nearly 20 touch twenty. Yeah. Okay, he'll, fine. He'll touch close to twenty. Okay. Um, and then what he also asked about a player doesn't he in the style down? of Brendan Rodgers in his envelope who is the player at a title challenging club who will let them down yeah it's easy for me the biggest letdown in the Premier League who I cannot stand is James Madison you know two years in a row he's let down that squad he's supposed to be the one that comes in and drives them on to a top four finish and both years he's let them down some Arsenal it's, fans are absolutely buzzing to try and sign him for like 60 oh, million I, th- and I'm, I think mm. he's awful I think he's got everything wrong about him that modern football has got the stupid white teeth the earrings the partying <laughs> abroad he's just not got it between the ears for me in the casino I know that's just we've said that before but no I wouldn't want him near my squad I don't think he's got the right makeup yeah I <sighs> Um, trying to think who. I'm going to go for Harry Kane. I think he'll get injured. Mm. I think there Will was he that... be there to start the season? Uh, well, at either club, I think he might get injured. At, at Spurs, yeah. Will he be there at Spurs, though? I don't think he'll be at Spurs. Mm. Well, yeah, I don't think he'll be at Spurs. Mm. Um, Jim Johnson, Messi winning the Copa America. Does this make him your goat? It does. He was already the goat for me. But Jim... This would have been a concern. I think people could have used this as a, as a stick to beat him with. It had been four Copper Finals lost and one World Cup final lost to Germany. That's five major international finals all lost if they had lost last week. It was critical that he got that win for his doubters and now he's undisputed. There's nothing you can say about him. He's the GOAT. Mm. Um, can I play devil's advocate slightly? Cool. Uh, Copper America has played so frequently it doesn't even feel like a proper international tournament. The quality of the football mm. is akin to um, pff, League One standard maybe in England. I don't mind. That's fine, yeah. Yeah. But don't you think that, that dampens it a little bit? The, the fact that um, the Copa America's played, what, how many times has it been played this in I mean, this they've decade? not won it in 25, 27 years. I mean, it's... You know, you're beating Brazil in Brazil. In Brazil. Colombia. Oh, but like, like, also the fact that this tournament nearly didn't go ahead. There was some, like, Brazil nearly pulled out. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but you could have, I, I could have, oh, most finals I could have said the same thing. I, I don't know, like, these Euros of England would have won. You'd have heard the same nonsense, like, six games at home. Yeah, but know, that, that, that does, that actually does zone, dampen it for me a little bit. 
I, I the guess, whole I think, six games at home thing. I, I, I used to worry about that type of thing. Like I wanted pure victories and pure narratives and See, everything to be signed, sealed and delivered. As I've got older, I've realised that nothing really straightforward. So mm. I just kind of think about what's going to be in the record books in 10 or 15 years. Yeah, like even I don't, France, I don't like France to get winning the World Cup if it was at home, right? So Yeah, I don't like to get dragged down in the nitty gritty. Well, was it at home? Too much. They France were at home, France 98, yeah. No, no, but this last World Cup, where was that hosted? Oh, that it was, was the new. Euros where they were at home. But there was the World Cup at home as well. No. What World Cup was it? Where the fuck was the World Cup 2018 played? Russia, wasn't it? Oh, no. Yes, it was Russia 2018. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, it was the it was the Euros that was at home that they lost to France, uh, Portugal, wasn't it? We've got... We, yes, we've got the World Cup next winter, haven't we? Yeah, it's going to be fucking... That again, like, what the fuck's all that about, man? That'll like, be what, weird, won't what it? Halfway through a season. I was literally saying, I was walking, I was standing around in like a t shirt, drinking a, having a pint with some friends. And I literally went to them. I was like, in the winter, we're going to be in puffer jackets? How fucking shit's that going to be? Anyway. It, yeah, because we're not going to be able to watch it outdoors anywhere, are we? Yeah. FI Gardner, would you rather have lost 3 0 or it go to penalties? Also, what is your penalty taking technique? Um, I don't really have a penalty taking technique, to be honest. Um, I try and plant my left foot in the opposite direction of where I'm shooting the ball because the goalkeepers look at the left plant foot. So yeah. that's my deception there. Uh, I, probably losing on penalties, more of a story, more drama. You Just know, hit, we hit hard and high, I think. Hit on, yeah. I, I never I took penalties though because I won so many. Ah. Oh, and that's, there's you, that. You remind me of like a Jefferson Soltado. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck's that. <laughs> All right. He's a young MLS player. Very oh, tricky. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Soltado. Have yeah. you said that correctly? S- Sorry, Soteldo. Ah, uh... Jefferson Soteldo. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I, I, yeah, because there's that stat, isn't it? If you he plays penalty, for Toronto, I believe. If you win a penalty and take it, there's less chance of you yeah. scoring, isn't it? Maybe yes. um, Sigmund can give us the stat, Matt. Um, Ken Golden, if you punch yourself and it hurts, are you weak or are you strong? Ah, oh, that's throwing me. If you, pun- I don't. Know I think you're weak. If you punch yourself and it hurts, you're very weak because you shouldn't be able to punch yourself and it hurt because you've not got the distance to create the momentum and velocity for a knockout. So if you punch yourself and it hurts, I think you're weak and you're not stoic. So you wouldn't be able to go through the world's most haunted house. (laughs) (laughs) FI, Bab, stuck on a desert island. You can have one person for company. Mm. Uh, one object to pass the time and one item of food to survive who would, uh, what would you have food would be eggs one person would be the wolf and object to pass the time would be a yo-yo I was very good at a yo-yo could you walk the dog no I didn't I never used a yo-yo never went to yo-yos no so if I said to you how do you sleep a yo-yo you wouldn't know how to put it to sleep no absolutely not wow I had the most brilliant ball bearings in my yo-yo <laughs> I might go and get it out of the garage now Right. I think I was a bit too young for that. Okay. Um, one person for company. Who the fuck would I choose? I don't know. Object, maybe the Manscaped uh, machine because oh, it's yeah. quite, you know, you can use it for shaving, but also apparently as a vibrator, according to you. Yeah. Um, one item of food to survive, maybe a coconut? Yeah, but they'd be on the desert island, I'm hoping. So yeah. if you had eggs as well, you, but coconut's got everything you need. Eggs would be good. What, would you yeah, have unlimited, unlimited items of the same yeah. food? Yeah. Yeah, eggs would be the one, wouldn't it? Eggs and coconut, to be yeah, fair. Eggs you and can live for months. <laughs> okay, last one. Lisa Bright. Uh, have either of you seen Black Widow yet? No. 
No, I haven't. Have the time. My missus saw it last night at the cinema, but I haven't even bothered speaking to her about how it was yet. So I don't really want to go to the cinema, cinema and wear a mask. Do you have to wear one in, in the cinema? Uh, I think so, until oh, Monday. Okay. So maybe mm. after Monday I'll investigate. I haven't really gone mm. to the cinema for the last like five Two years. years. Five years. And the five years prior to that, I went quite a lot. Maybe. My father-in-law anyway. was doing a bit of dabbling in uh, one of the stocks of a cinema company. What, Odeon? Linked to the... No, the big US one. Is it oh. Cineworld? Cineworld, yeah. Link, yeah. Linked to the new um, James Bond release, but I don't oh. think it ever got released. <laughs> yeah, it got postponed. I think it? the stock price still... I think it crept up, but anyway, it's been a pleasure. I'm off to, I've got, I've got, you know, I've got conjunctivitis as well. I've got ear infection, oh conjunctivitis God. and the cold. So I'm Fuck off to heal yeah. up before next Thursday. Yes, get some Manuka honey in you. I will. All right. All right. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Have a great day. Leave us some feedback. Let us know what you thought. And please do ask your questions for next week and tweet about the podcast. Let us know uh, what you thought, etc., uh, etc. Et and we'll, uh, we'll tell you what we think of your feedback. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening and have a great day. Thank you.